Good morning, free worship. Stand to your feet if you would. Let's just take a few moments and just love on somebody real quick this morning and tell them Happy Easter. Tell them so good to see them worshiping beside you today. Yeah, just take a few moments. We'll get the house lights up and I'll let you see who you're worshiping beside today. Maybe seated all over the house today. You know, Easter's a, a interesting holiday for pastors because I could come up here today and I could preach exactly what you think I'm going to preach, or I could come up here and preach like I normally do, where you don't know where I'm coming from. Because I was thinking about it as I was studying, I thought, I bet you every church across the nation will have just about the same message, just a worldwide message. And I think most people probably know the, the Easter story. I, I think, and we talked about it this morning, and a uh, matter of fact, as we were meeting, as the prayer team met this morning, I heard somebody say, God, I just want it to be fresh because I already know it. I said that this morning. I looked at him, I said, man, do you read the first few lines of my notes or <laughs> Because it's one of those situations where you, you probably know the story. But my question today is, do you really know the miracle of Easter? Do you really know the, the miracle of Easter? Because I want to share that with you today. That's where I want to go with the word today is, is to give us an understanding of the miracle of Easter. Because Easter, Easter is the single most important event in our history. Listen, it, it split history right in two, and that's, that's how we got B.C. and A.D., right? Because Easter did that. Easter split history right in two. But what is the miracle behind Easter? And here's what I'm going to share with you today. Watch this. This is the miracle, that God can use you in spite of you. Listen, the miracle of Easter, and I know that, I know you, wait a minute, wait a minute, I thought the miracle of Easter was Jesus written in the, the miracle of Easter is that God can use me in spite of me. That is the miracle of Easter that I want to look at this Resurrection Sunday morning. Thank you so much. 
praise team. We appreciate it. Wasn't that beautiful? What a beautiful, beautiful job that they did for us. Listen, I'm telling you, I believe that is the miracle behind the cross. Listen, is that God can use you and God can use me in spite of me. I believe it is the miracle of the tomb. Listen, I believe it is the miracle of the resurrection is that God can use us in spite of us. And so here's what you got to understand. And until we get this understanding, I don't believe we truly can celebrate the real reason behind Easter. Until we get the understanding that God has a purpose for every single one of us. Listen, God has a design, designated purpose for every single one. You didn't just happen. Listen, you didn't just come along, but God, no, no, no. God in all of his wisdom before the foundations of the earth knew the exact purpose that you were going to have and knew the exact purpose that I was going to have. And until we accept the miracle of Easter, and that is that God can use me in spite of what I've done with this life that God has given me. Listen, until we get that point, we'll never live out what God has called us to do. I want us to get that this morning. I want us to have that understanding today that, that God designed each one of us and created each one of us with a specific purpose of each one of us. So here's the deal. It's not about you, though. Because so often we get so convoluted in life and we think life is about us. And can I just go on and let you know a little life secret today? Life is not about, it's not about you. Listen, life is not about, about me. And we got to get that understanding because if we don't get us out of the way, listen, we'll never experience the miracle of Easter. And that is God's purpose for our life. That is the reason that God has placed us here. So get that this morning. Listen, life is not about you. Listen, it's not about your schooling. It's not about your education. It's not about your career. It's not about your job. It's not even about your little family. No, no. It is about what God designed us for. It is about why God created and placed us here on earth. And so when God formed us, he formed each one of us with a purpose and a mission in mind. Watch what the Bible says in Romans chapter number 6 and verse number 13. Watch this. The Bible says, Paul writing, he says, give yourselves completely to God. Every part of you. Look to your every time. Don't leave nothing out. Come on, y'all gonna help me preach today. Don't leave anything out. Watch. Give yourself completely to God, every part of you, because you've been brought from death to life. Isn't that what we're celebrating today? Listen, you've been brought from death to life, and now you want to be used, watch this, by God for good and for his righteous purchase. Sir, can I tell you that God paid a ransom with his son for you? Ma'am, can I tell you God paid a high price for you, but I am convinced that most of us don't feel that we can live up to what God would have us do. I'm telling you, I, I feel like most of us struggle. If we're, if I, I thought about it this morning when I was studying, I thought, you know what? If it wasn't for the fact that you weren't expecting me to be here most Sundays, I probably would not be here. Does that make any sense? Listen, I'm like, well, Lord, I got to get up there because if I don't, they're going to be like, where's the pastor? <laughs> Listen, because most of us struggle. I'm just being real with you today. Is that okay? Listen, mo most of us struggle with God using us in this realm called life. And a lot of times it ends up being two different things. It ends up that we feel disqualified or we feel unqualified. Listen, if we're being honest, there's just times in our life that we feel, we feel unqualified and we feel disqualified. Maybe you feel disqualified because of something that happened in your past. Maybe today you don't feel like God can use you because you feel disqualified because of some poor decisions that you made in life. And, and so you live with a guilt that keeps you from doing the things that God wants you to do. That's what happens when you feel that you are disqualified. Listen, sometimes you feel disqualified because life threw a curveball that you wasn't expecting and you feel like you struck out when in reality God still wants to use you. Oh, come on, the miracle of Easter is that God's going to use you in spite of you. Listen, the miracle of Easter is that God can use me in spite of me. Or maybe you feel unqualified. 
Maybe you feel unqualified because you don't feel like you got any talent. Listen, you don't feel like you have any special gifts and you think, why in the world would God want to use me? There's just nothing about me that I would even want to do. Or maybe you feel unqualified because you say, I just don't feel like I'm spiritually there, there. I just don't feel like I'm spiritually where I need to be. Well, what I love about it is Paul debunks all of these lies. Lies. Listen, Paul debunks it. Listen, and there was no other person in the history of mankind that was used more than Paul. Listen, you can look through the history of the Word. You can look through the history of people that God has created. And I'm telling you, I believe, my opinion, I believe nobody else has been used quite like Paul. I mean, you do know he wrote half of the New Testament. Listen, I mean, it was Paul that wrote, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. I mean, it is Paul that planted all these churches. I mean, more churches than Jensen and, and Perry Noble and Stephen Furtick. You put them all together, and Paul created more churches than all of them. He was like the great patriarch of the Bible. Listen, he's the one that wrote Romans 8, 28, that you love. For I know God is working all things together for good to those that love God, to those that are called according to a person. It was Paul that wrote that my God can supply all of my needs according to his riches by Christ Jesus. It's Paul that wrote those things. But did you know this? Paul had an interesting past. Oh, I'm just going to say it like this. Paul lived a jacked up life. Welcome to free worship. <laughs> I'm just, I mean, Paul, Paul lived a very interesting life, if you would. But it wasn't about Paul's qualifications. Listen, if we look at the scripture and we look at what all Paul did, you'd say Paul should be unqualified or qual Paul should have been disqualified to be used of of God, but the miracle of Easter is that God can use me in spite of me. God can use you in spite of you. Watch what the Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter number 4 and verse number 1. Paul wrote this. Paul said, God in his mercy has given us a work to do. Listen, God in his what? Help me. God in his, in his mercy. Did anybody hear that? Listen, the Bible didn't say God, according to your qualifications, has given you a work to do. God, the Bible doesn't say God in all the things that you have done has given you a work to do. The Bible says God in, ooh, in his mercy has given us this work to do and that we should not be discouraged. Isn't that what I'm trying to teach us today? Right there, all summed up in that one verse. Well, see, you got to understand mercy. Listen, if you fully understand mercy, then you'll realize why God can use you in spite of you. If we fully understand what mercy is, then, then that's why a pastor can stand in this pulpit because I have an understanding, not of what I've done or what I do or whether I'm qualified or disqualified, but I have an understanding of, of mercy. I have an understanding that it is His mercy. Watch this. Mercy is undeserved forgiveness. Listen, mercy is this. It's unearned kindness. Listen, if you don't learn anything else this Easter, I want you to get this today. I want you to get an understanding that your sin is not greater than God's mercy. Y'all better pick that up while I'm laying it down. Listen, your sin and my sin is not greater than God's mercy. And that's what the cross was all about. Listen, the cross was about God's mercy, God's undeserved forgiveness given out to them. Didn't Jesus hang on the cross and say, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. He didn't say forgive them because I feel like they'll come back around. No, he said forgive them because mercy's on the cross. Mercy is undeserved forgiveness. Listen, the death of Jesus was about God's mercy. The resurrection that we celebrate today was about God's mercy. Listen, can I just tell you that every single time you breathe in, you are experiencing God's mercy. Ooh, let's just take a few moments right now and breathe in real deep. Now blow out. Can I tell you, you didn't deserve that breath. 
If it were not for God's mercy. Listen, if it were not for God exhaling, you couldn't inhale. Come on, somebody. Listen, right now, just think about it. Even You don't deserve the breath of air that we are breathing, but it is because of God's mercy. It is because that he is a merciful God. Listen, everything that God does in you is by his mercy. Listen, everything that God does through you it is by his mercy. Come on, I need to tell some of the big-headed people in here today. Listen, everything that God does through us and through me and through you and by you is because of his mercy. Listen, I didn't earn getting to be a pastor. Mercy did it for me. Come on, somebody. Listen, you don't get to be who you are other than mercy did it for you. Look, you never tell them mercy did it. Go and tell somebody sitting beside you, mercy Mercy did it, and if I can just get you to understand that today. See, see, i got to get us to understand mercy. Mercy is, is forgiveness that you do not deserve. Listen, mercy is love that you've done nothing for. It's, it's an unconditional love. That's why I went to the cross. It was an unconditional love. Listen, and so we got to get that. we got to have an understanding that, that here's the fact. Watch this. The fact of the matter is this. There's nothing that I can do to make God stop loving me. Come on now, you got to hear that day. There's absolutely nothing that I can do to make God stop loving me. Now, so we don't understand that. See, that, that's what mercy is. It's, it's a forgiveness that you don't deserve. It is a love that, that you've not earned. It's a love that you do not deserve. And that's just mind-blowing to most of us because we don't understand love in that way. Because guess what? There's things that I can do right here in this pulpit today that will make you quit loving me. Now let that simmer just, let that marinate for a few moments. Listen, there are things right now that I could say through this microphone that you would leave and say, I'll never walk back through that place again. That's why we don't understand God's love. Listen, there are things right now that I could do that would cause my wife to no longer love me. Listen, I'm just telling you, ooh, Pastor, wait a minute. Don't leave me up here by myself. I'm just saying, listen, there are, there are those things in life that could happen that would make her say, you know what? Bump till death do us part. I am done with him. I'm gone. Listen, and that's why we don't understand the mercy of God. Listen, that's why we struggle with feeling like we got to be qualified and, and we got to be worked up to this to do things for God. It's because we do not understand love. Listen, the truth of the matter is the wrong word with the wrong tone, and you're done. <laughs> Listen, the, the wrong action with some dissatisfaction, and you are done. Y'all help me. I work hard on these. I'm telling you, you're done. <laughs> you're done. And that's why we don't understand God's mercy, because mercy says, guess what? Yeah, you messed up, but I still love you. Listen, mercy says, yeah, yeah, you failed him, but God still loves you, which leads to my second point. I hope you got that one. That's my first point. Which leads to my, to my second point. Listen, mercy means that I don't have to get stuck in my mistakes. Listen, mercy means I don't have to get hung up in my hang-ups. So y'all hear me? Listen, that's what, that's what mercy means. Mercy means I don't have to get bogged down in my blown moments. Guess what I got to do? I got to ask for forgiveness and move on. Listen, I got to ask for, look at your name, tell me, ask for forgiveness and move on. Listen, and move on. Listen, why do you think God said mercy was new every single day? Listen, you know why? Because he knew I was going to mess up every single day. If he didn't write that for anybody else, he wrote it because he said, you know what? That pastor at free worship is going to mess up every day, so i got to provide a new mercy every single day. Lamentations 3 and 22 says, it is of God's mercies that we are not consumed. Y'all better hear this. Listen, because his compassions fail not, they are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Somebody ought to say thank you that you woke up this morning 
to a new mercy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you used up all the mercy you had for you yesterday, and you woke up this morning to a brand new mercy, a new mercy to cover the sins that I'm going to commit today, a new mercy to cover the sins that I'm going to commit tomorrow. Somebody ought to say thank you for his mercy today. My goodness, when you think about new mercy every morning, it's Easter every day. Ah, new mercy every, every single day. Guess what, sir? When you wake up in the morning, new mercy will be waiting for you. Man, when you wake up, I don't know what you're going to go through today or what you're going to go through through tonight, but when you wake up in the morning, guess what? According to God's word, you're going to have brand new mercy in the morning. I know some of you are thinking, Pastor, you don't know me. <laughs> Pastor, you don't know what I've done. You don't know what I've been through. You don't understand me. Can I tell you something about Paul? Paul was a murderer before he was a pastor. Listen, Paul, uh, you didn't hear that. Listen, Paul was a murderer before he was a pastor. Matter of fact, Paul murdered Christians. Paul went after those that were trying to live for Christ. That's, that's who Paul was. He had a horrible past, but mercy. Listen, listen, he had a dark life, but mercy. Watch what the Bible says in Galatians 1 and 13. You know what I was like when I followed the Jewish religion, Paul writing, he says, how I violently persecuted God's church. I did my best to destroy it. But even before I was born, didn't I teach that just while I was, even before I was born, God chose me and called me by his marvelous grace. Then it pleased him to reveal his son to me so that I would proclaim the good news of Jesus. Wow, when I read that, I think, ooh, that is God's mercy right there. Listen, that is the miracle of Easter. Listen, that is that undeserved mercy that Paul was talking about. He said, before I was born, did y'all see that? Listen, he said, even though God knew that I was going to murder people, even though that God knew that I was going to uh, hate on the church, even though God already knew, God still chose Paul. Listen, he still chose Paul and he knew in advance. Listen, he knew in advance exactly the sins that he was going to commit, yet he still chose Paul. Folks, that's mercy. Listen, it's undeserved forgiveness. But can I tell you that God has a work for you? Listen, God has a work for me. We were created every single, we were created to make a difference. Listen, and before you, God already knew. Listen, before you, God already knew what mistakes you were going to make. Come on, I'm going to help somebody while I'm up here today. Listen, before you uh, uh, did anything in life, God already knew you were going to have crazy sins. Listen, God already knew that you were going to make some dumb decisions. I mean, God already knew that. But because of his mercy. Ooh, that's Easter, folks. <laughs> Listen, that is Easter because of his, his mercy. Can I just let you know a little bit? You couldn't disqualify yourself if you wanted to. I know, see, you're quiet on me because you don't get it. Listen, you don't understand that. And you say, well, hold on, Pastor. I don't know. I know what Grandma's church taught. I'm not here to teach what Grandma's church taught. I'm here to teach what the Bible teaches. <laughs> listen, and you couldn't disqualify you if you wanted to. I'm telling you, listen, you go on and write people off if you want to. Well, now, Pastor, I tell you what, here's the deal. I'm done with them. Go ahead, because all you're doing is showing your ignorance in mercy. Listen, you're just showing the ignorance of your understanding of, of mercy. Listen, mercy is not that some, something that somebody deserves. Listen, mercy is not something that I, that I earned or that I was able to work up. It is absolutely undeserved forgiveness. Listen, mercy says, guess what? I, I can use your mess up. Listen, mercy says, I can use you in your brokenness. Listen, mercy says, listen, I can use you with your dirty self. Listen, mercy says, I can use you even with your sorry self, regardless of what we've done or who we have wronged. Listen, but Jesus said it like this in John 12 and 47. He said, I did not come to judge the world, 
but that the world, watch this, but I came to save the world, John 12 and, and 47. And so when I think about the church, listen, our job is not to point at people and make a determination of what you have done. That's, that's not the job of the church. It is, it is not the job of the church. It's not the job of this pastor to, to stand in this pulpit and point the finger. No, no, it is only our job to point to Christ. Listen, that, that's our entire job. Listen, that's my entire job in this ministry is to point you to the one who can give you mercy. Listen, because the church, the church will write you off. You know they will. Come on, I'm just saying. But watch this. Christ, a love on you even when you feel unlovable. Listen, he'll love on you even when you don't feel like you deserve any love. Listen, he will love on, he'll love on you. Our job is to point people to Christ. Now listen, I'm going to be honest. There's going to be a judgment day. Listen, I'm, I, I don't, I don't want to preach the full gospel now, okay? Listen, there's going to be a judgment day, and everybody's going to give an account. Come on, let's just put it on out there. Everybody's going to give an account, but watch this. Judgment day is going to be for those who reject his mercy. Listen, who reject his, his mercy. Listen, and which is why he's offering mercy today. Listen, he's offering mercy before judgment. Matter of fact, it said, James said it like this in James chapter number 2 and verse number 13. He says, mercy triumphs over what? Over judgment. I haven't been teaching y'all good. <laughs> Mercy triumphs over judgment. Can I give you a little news flash? There are no perfect people. There was only one and they crucified him. Listen, there's only one perfect and it was him. It was Jesus. It was the one that was bringing mercy to us because we could not deserve it. You know, I think about life and I think about how people think about life. And I, I think we look at life like this. And I think we think that there's only two solutions. See, I think we look at it and we say, well, listen, can a holy God overlook my mistakes? I'm just being real. This is how I think we think. Can he overlook our mistakes? Can he overlook our past? Can he overlook our, our mess-ups? And, and then the second solution that we think, we think, well, should a loving God punish my mistakes? Should a loving God punish my past? Should a loving God punish my mess? And so from our viewpoint, we think there's only two solutions. But listen, from God's viewpoint, there's a third way. And it's the cross. Listen, there's a third way, and it is the cross. That is what mercy was all about. That is what the tomb was all about. That is what the resurrection was all about, was giving us mercy. Mercy. Undeserved forgiveness. Undeserved forgiveness. And here's how he did it. Listen, what he did is he put our sin on his son, and it died that day. Listen, you know when our sin was punished? On the cross. Listen, that's when our sin was, was fun. So in other words, what God did is God took all of our wrong. You say, wait a minute, I wasn't even born when that happened. No, but God looked all the way down through the portals of time. Listen, God looked all the way down. The Bible says from the beginning of the foundations of the earth, God already knew. Listen, God already knew you were going to exist. He knew exactly what day you were going to be born. He knew down all the way to the very minute that you were going to be born. And he took that sin that you were going to commit. He took all of the wrong. Listen, and he put it on the very one that never did any wrong. Listen, he put it on the very one that never sinned a single day in his life. And he did, watch, he took all of our wrong so we could be made right. All of our wrong so that we could be made right. That's what the scripture says. Watch this in 2 Corinthians 5 and 21. For he hath made him to be sin. For who? For us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness in God in him. Let me read it to you out of another version. Christ never sinned. This is the CEV. But God treated him as a sinner so that Christ could watch, make us acceptable to God. 
Listen, and that's why the Bible says we can come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find help in our time. Ooh, watch that. Of need. So I want to challenge you this Easter. Listen, this is the challenge this Easter. Stop running from God and run to him. Listen, stop, stop running. Stop, stop letting the enemy disqualify you and causing you to walk a guilty distance. No, no, no. I dare you today. I challenge you today. Listen, to understand and receive his mercy today and quit running from God and run to God. As I was studying, I read about some states that have different rules uh, based on the different crimes that you commit that they do. And one that I read was, was at this state, if you get caught drunk driving, they take and they make you wear a vest. Listen, they make you wear a vest that says across the back of that vest that says drunk driving. And they make you work eight hours a day for three days. They make you clean beside the road. And everybody that passes by knows exactly what you did wrong. Listen, everybody that passes through there, they see it because stenciled on the back of that bright vest is the words, I am a, a drunk driver. Then I researched and I found that there are some states that if you get caught drinking and driving and you get a DUI, they give you a yellow license tag to go on the back. Listen, that across the top in red letters it says D-U-I. Listen, so that everybody knows your sin, so that everybody knows what you did. Arizona, watch this, Arizona has a webpage. You commit a crime in Arizona and you're going to show up on that webpage and it's going to tell exactly what you did and it's going to show you a picture. And Can I just say I'm thankful Chester County Sheriff's Department quit? Showing everybody's face on Facebook. I'm just going to say it real quick because, I mean, listen, I'm telling you, it used to do that. Some of you like, oh, no, I missed that. Shame on you. I have an auto call in a minute. No, I'm thankful that they, that they did that because you may be thinking, wow, I can't believe. And, and this is what I think. When I, say, I can't believe that they would actually do that, that they would actually make you walk along the side of the road and tell everybody what you did, what you did wrong. But I got to thinking about it. We do it to ourselves. Listen, we, we do it in our own lives, that's what I'm trying to say. We, we do it with our, with our own sin. See, I, I feel like we go and we, we go through our, our closet of sin and guilt and shame and we pick out the vest that fits us. And we put it on. And we feel like we're clothed in this guilt this sin. Matter of fact, here's what to do. You won't wear a big bright vest. You'll, you'll hide it under your t-shirt or you'll hide it under a, a nice new shirt or you'll hide it behind a tie. You'll hide it behind a smile. Listen, you'll, you'll hide it behind, oh, I'm doing good. Everything's, everything's fine. But the truth of the matter is we'll walk around and we're wearing this vest of, of, of our sin. Listen, we're, we're wearing this vest of our mistakes and our hang-ups and our bad moments and, 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 and we reach in and we, we just feel shameful. We feel like that surely God can't, can't use us. And, you know, maybe you are guilty of some things today. Maybe, maybe you, like me, we are, we are guilty of, of neglecting some things, especially in God's Word that He tells us to do, and we just don't, we just don't do it. Listen, there may be some people here today, and you're guilty of neglecting your, your kids. Listen, I'm just going to be real. Listen, maybe, maybe there are people in here today, and, and, and you've, abandoned your, you've abandoned your family. Listen, maybe, maybe you're guilty of not telling the truth. Or ignoring God. But what we do is we hide it. And we put a smile on it. And we hope that nobody's going to know. But listen, that puts you right where the enemy wants you. Listen, because then when you're all alone, you feel hopeless. Listen, you feel disqualified. You feel unqualified. You feel like you can't do. You can't say, well, I'm not going to say anything then because I have my own 
issues. I have my own sins. I'm not, I'm not going to reach. I'm not going to act like I can do something for Christ because I have my own issues. But let me go and just put it out there for everybody. We all got a vest that we could wear. Listen, I'm just going to be real with you. Every single one of us have a vest that we, the Bible says for all have sin. Yeah, the Bible says all of us got a vest. If I could rewrite that, just say all of us have a vest. All of us have sinned. And the Bible says fall short of the glory of God. But listen, the cross on that Easter morning came to deal with our vest. Listen, the cross on that Easter morning came to deal with our sin once and for all. Come on, you need to hear this today. The cross on that Easter morning came to deal with our sin once and for all. Because listen, there's absolutely nothing that you can do there's absolutely nothing you can say to change your past. Come on, let's just be real today. There's nothing you can do to do it. Watch this. You cannot change your past. Don't miss this. You cannot change your past, but mercy can exchange your past. Come on, somebody. Listen, you can't change it, but mercy can exchange your past. Because here's what mercy says. Mercy says, bring your vest to me. Yeah, yeah. Mercy says, no, no, no. Don't reason whether you deserve it. Listen, don't reason whether it's okay. No, no, don't reason at all. Matter of fact, just bring your vest to me. Just bring your shame to me. Jesus actually says, let me wear your vest. Yeah. Ooh, watch this. Jesus actually says, let me be the one to wear your vest. As a matter of fact, he says, I already wore it. Yeah. Listen, I actually, watch what it says in 1 Peter 2 and 24. He personally carried the load of our sins in his own body that when he died on the cross so that we can be finished with sin. Did I not just say that once and for all, that we can be finished with sin and live a good life from now on? Somebody needs to write that down. First Peter 2 and 24, put it on your refrigerator. He personally carried the load of our sins in his own body when he died on the cross so that we can be finished with sin and live a good life from now on. For his wounds have healed Ours. Listen, mercy says you can take off that vest of shame. Listen, mercy says you can take off that vest of guilt and you can take and you can replace it at the cross. Matter of fact, you guys, come on. I, I got to praise him this morning. They're going to bring their vest just in, in representation of what Christ is trying to teach to us today. I want you to see this in real life today. I want you to see it in real What the Bible says is we can take our vest, listen, and we can drop it at the cross. Listen, and then watch what the Bible says. I'm going to read it to you. You guys take those white you take those white cloths and you wrap them around your vest. Watch this. You take your vest and be robed with his. Watch what the, Isaiah said it like this. Isaiah said, I am overwhelmed with joy in the Lord, my God. For he dressed me. Watch this. For he dressed me with the cloth of salvation and draped me in the robe of righteousness. Go ahead and replace your vest and take the white cloth and put it around your neck. I am overwhelmed. Huh. Did anybody hear that? Isaiah wrote it. He said, I am overwhelmed with joy in the Lord, my God, for he has dressed me with the clothes of salvation and draped me in the robe of righteousness. Listen, can I tell you today, if you'll just give him your vest, Christ will just wrap himself around you today. Listen, if you'll just give him your old vest, praise him, you come on up if you, if you would. Listen, and watch this. When he puts his robe on us, give me this one. Listen, when he puts his robe on us, then you can have the robe that says, I'm a royal priesthood. Listen, then you can have the robe that says, I am holy. You say, oh, Pastor Rel. No, no, no. By his righteousness, I am made holy. Then you can put on the robe that says, I am anointed. I am complete. I am free. I am forgiven. 
every head bowed and every eye closed in this place today. Watch what Colossians 3 and 10 says. Watch this. You're done with the old life. It's like a filthy set of ill-fitting clothes you've stripped off and put in the fire. This is in your Bible. Watch. Now you're dressed in a new wardrobe. Every item of your new way of life is custom-made by the Creator with His label on it. All the old fashions are now obsolete. Listen, can I tell you what really happens? Listen, when we accept what Christ did for us, that He went to a cross, that He died, that He was buried, that He rose... Listen, when when we accept that in our life, God no longer sees us. He now sees his son. Listen, when when God wraps us in his righteousness, we're no longer seen. Chad's not seen. But God sees our son, his son. He sees what Christ did for us on the cross. So I just want to help somebody today. Listen, you don't have to live a defeated life. Listen, you don't have to live a a downtrodden, I can't do it, I'm barely making it. No, 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 you've been clothed in his righteousness. Listen, I feel like I just stopped by the church today. Hold your head up high. Listen, know that you are royal priesthood. Listen, know that he has clothed you in his righteousness. It's undeserved Forgiveness is undeserved mercy. So with every hip out and every eye closed today, if you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, listen, you have not been clothed in his righteousness. There's just no other way to put it. Listen, if you have not accepted what Christ did for you, I'm talking about remembering a time in your life. I didn't, I didn't say to you go to church. I, I didn't say, is this your third service of the day? No, I said... Do you remember a time when you asked Christ to come into your life and said, you know what, I've been trying to live life my way and God, it's not working very well. So today I ask you to forgive me of my sins. I want to live life your way. And I ask you to come into my heart and ask you to save me, forgive me of my sins and place on me undeserved mercy. Do you remember doing that? I remember it very vividly. Nine years old, Patrick Baptist Church. Oh, I remember it. Do you remember it? Every head bowed and every eye closed. Do you remember it? Listen, if you remember it, would you throw up your hand right now? Just let me see your hand right now. Just me and you looking. Just you're letting God. You're saying, God, I remember it. God, I remember the day that I asked you to come into my life. I remember when you made me afresh and anew. Because can I tell you something? It's not a day you can forget. Listen, I'm just, I'm telling you, every hand's not raised, sadly. You can put those hands down. I just... Who'd be real honest today? And I'm not coming to you. I'm not running you down. On this Easter morning, you say, Pastor, I have never asked Christ to come in and save me. And I've not seen his mercy displayed in the way that you did it today. And today I realize that I need, I need that covering today. I need that covering of that mercy today that only comes through Jesus Christ. Would you lift up your hand real quick and put it right back down? I'm just going to. I'm just going to celebrate with you and pray. God bless you, little man. God bless you. Anybody else? Just slip it up real quick and put it right back down. Anybody else? God bless you, little man. God bless you. Anybody else? Just slip it up and put it right back down. Say, I need that mercy today. Anybody else? Okay. Well, let's stand and celebrate his mercy. Listen, if you're here today and, and God's dealing with your heart, listen, you don't, don't leave here today. Listen, if you came in here today and you're feeling guilty and 
Pastor, I just ain't never felt like I could really be used. Listen, I pray that this Easter morning it encouraged you. Listen, I pray this Easter morning gave you the, the new step that you need in your life. Maybe you're here today and you've been following Christ a, a long time, but the enemy's always put that vest of guilt on you. And so it makes you walk just a little bit guilty. It makes you walk just a little bit off course. And so today, God brought you here today to get you on course. Listen, don't be running from God. Run to Him. Listen, run to Him. Don't run from Him. Run to Run to Him. Happy Easter. Father, thank You for Your Word. God, we thank You for Your Son, Jesus, that died for us. God, we thank You that we didn't deserve it. But God, You were so merciful to give it. God, thank You for the mercy this new every single day. God, I pray for the mercy that I've already used up this morning, God. I just pray today that it would overflow for the rest of this day. That it would keep me where You would have me. And we thank You for it. God, you have your way. God, you do your work in this invitation today. In Jesus' name. We open up the altar today. We invite you to come. There's just something about bending a knee and bowing a heart before an almighty God. And listen, maybe you just want to come thank him for the mercy. It's so undeserved. Or maybe you want to come down and confess a sin before him and ask him to forgive you that sin. You come. We open up this altar today.